In this podcast, Pamela Barty, a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur and developer of a $100 million real estate empire, will share her inspiring underdog comeback story. And along with those of her guests, she'll share how you too, as an underdog, can rise up and succeed against all odds. Here's your host, Pamela Barty. Eva Barty and Sokol Barty are the definition of trailblazers and entrepreneurs. Both Eva and Sokol grew up during the communist era of Albania. When their daughter Pamela was born, they fled to Rome, Italy, as an escape for a better life. On the day their son, Enea, was born in Italy, it was announced that they won the visa lottery to come to the United States. That day at the hospital, with an infant in hand and completely unprepared, they made the decision that they were heading to the United States for a better life for their family. They came to the U.S. and built an empire through their unmatched hard work in the restaurant business. They are proud parents of Anaya and Pamela Barty and soon plan to enter in their daughter's real estate and construction business to grow the Barty empire. Today, we welcome Eva and Sokol Barty. I have two of my most inspirational people in my life, my mentors, my everything. Um, my parents are actually here today, Eva and Sokol Barty. Mom and dad, thank you so much for being here today. I know you're not used to like interviews and this kind of thing. It's all good. So we're going to make it fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you want to introduce yourself to everyone and sort of who you are, your name, what you do now and, and that sort of thing. Okay, I'm Eva and I'm Pam's mom. And uh, right now, me and Soko and my son, Enea, we work at the pizza place. We own a pizza place for about 22 years. And I've been working there for almost 18 years. It's a lot of work, but I'm enjoying it. As long as I do it for my family, for my kids, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, and My name is Soko Bardi. I'm Pamela's dad, and I have my lovely wife here, Eva. <laughs> and uh, both of us, we start working to that pizza place, which is Eva is more important on that thing. And uh, both together we raise our kids, Anaya, Pamela and Anaya. And like Eva said, it's a hard work, but uh, we got all the satisfaction that you can get from one job. Like uh, financially is the second one, but we happy. We got our place and we work for our family. So that is the, our goal. I know you both very well because I was born from you, mom. <laughs> but I, you always talk about the family. And that's one thing that I always remember is everything you do is for family. And I'm the same way, too. Now, I want to hear a little bit more about you each of you and sort of your journey, your story, where you came from, like mom, like where you were born, where you grew up, what you studied in school, that kind of thing, up until you met daddy. Okay. <laughs> so I was born in Albania, Tirana, and then um, I went to school there and I finished the college for finance in Albania. And after I was graduated from college. We both got married and 
uh, after a year, we were married together. You were born <laughs> in November 1st. So after that, after four months, dad has to go to Italy to work because in Albania at this time wasn't too much work. And then for a better life, he just went to Italy where his uh, uncle was living at that time. So me and you, we stayed in Albania for about 10 months. And then uh, finally we got the visa to go to Italy. And we went to Italy and we lived there for about like five years. I didn't work much over there because I was raising uh, you. And then after five years, Enea came, 1996. And uh, I was doing some little jobs, like when dad uh, used to come home, I used to go take care of one old lady in Italy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was hard, but uh, we got through it. And then when Enea was born, the day that he was born, um, my mother-in-law, dad's mom, mm -hmm. Uh, she called us and she, she said that we want the visa lottery to come to America. On uh, Anaya's birthday? Uh, Anaya, she called? Yeah, the day that he was born. Oh yeah. my gosh, wow. Yeah. So I said we were like, we learned Italian and we were used to that life over there. So I told uh, Sokol, no, we're not going to America. We're all set in Italy. We already moved from Albania to Italy. Uh, no more. He said, no, we've got to go there because America like, is dream for everybody to come and realize their dreams. And that's how we came here <laughs> in 1997. 1997. Was yes. it the end of 1996, something like this? Uh, the, no, 97. June. June. Yeah. June. Yeah. June. Uh, well, like we come at the end of the June and uh, there was that snow famous snow, then there was in 2 April, and oh. there was big, big snow. So we all, we have our jacket and everything, we put it on top, because we said we're gonna go in the summer, so we oh. don't need it. But oh then when it was that cold, we thought it was gonna be cold. And when we came here, there was 90 degrees, so we have to put the jacket back again, <laughs> where we get them from. Oh so Dad, you gotta introduce your story now. So. My name is Sokol Bardi and uh, born in Austria because my father used to work for the country as ambassador. So, and then my life was between Albanian and Austria and Germany that my father continued to do that for 30 years. So there was back and forth. He was an ambassador, right? Yes, then for, so, for, for the countries. So basically I see what happened out Albanian, you know, and, uh, but uh, I've, I've come back to Albania and I was going to school there and I finished the college, like Eva said, I was playing basketball for almost 17 years. So basically I go to the school. Uh, they used to call that time Physic Education Institute. And uh, from there I graduated, we married together At that time. An Albanian, they changed the system from communists. The communism goes down, so that was really confusing over there, what you had to do. So like the other of my Albanian people, they went out of the country. So 
I decide to go too so I can build something better for my family. And uh, I went to Italy where my uncle was, which is like uh, my, you know, it's everything for me. It's, uh, we, we are in this almost the same age. So we, we live our life together in Albania. So I went to Italy and uh, we start working every job that comes. I work construction because still I learn Italian and and then after that, I start to distribute the medicines on a pharmacy with a motorcycle. That was the two jobs that I did there. And then, like Eva said, when Anea was born, they came that visa lottery, and Eva says, we're not going to go, right? I said, why not? I said, we never talk about that. I said, we never talk because I don't want to go illegal over there. I want to go legal. And this is the way we can all family go there and we yeah. can build our life. And Nana, Nana put in the... Yeah, she, she put, put in the, the, your names the, for the visa name, lottery. But we, we don't even know that because everybody put in the names over there, but doesn't mean everybody has to win. Right, right. But we got lucky. Probably that little Anea came in life and he <laughs> say, hey, you got to do something better for me. <laughs> and, and that's what decide to come. So all of a sudden, after eight months, we, we've been to America. We came here, and uh, now what we're going to do, because we can't speak English, we're looking for the house, nobody give us the house, because they're saying, where do you work? So you can bring your check, and what check I had to bring them? Check from Italy? So I'm just, you know, I find the house, you know, after a lot of, problems, you know, till there was to be co-signer people. So I have all my friends that looking, you know, to be, to give like a warranty, then we're going to pay the rent and we came to this country, you know, we are good people. So I end up to go in Chelsea to one building over there and we are in a room, we waiting to come all the furnitures and everything. And that was another stress because we said at least bring something where the kids going to sleep. Then that thing go by too, and what comes after the job? Everywhere I go, nobody can understand me because I don't speak English, so it was very hard. And I wanted to work construction, so do you make more money to pay all the bills. After a while, I start working on one pizza place as a delivery driver. I go part-time, but then the guy decided to keep me full-time, so that was my thing than I had to do till I bought my own place. So the guy that I used to work for, he helped me with the money to put him down to buy that place. And that's what I did. So I go to buy my place. I was speaking very little English. For the pizza place, right? For that, the pizza yeah, place, for the pizza yeah. Place. So I bought that place and I worked with some other guys Till Eva come on the board. Since Eva come on the board and work with us, everything changed and uh, we start doing good. And uh, I cannot move from the place that I used to live in Chelsea because Pamela was at school. So I want I don't want to disturb the kids, bring them, you know, Pamela to change the school and everything. So I stay a couple of years going back and forth. And then we decide to move to West Roxbury, where my place is. And then Pamela, since she was 10 years old, she used to cry to come to work, which is, <laughs> I used to tell her, don't come to work, just learn and go to college and do this, this, this. But she came 
And that was her start. She can talk about that <laughs> more than me. <laughs> so I have a few questions for you guys. How did you meet? Where did you, because you guys never tell me these things. So I'm interested. <laughs> So Eva can say first. Okay, so uh, I was in high school when uh, I met Salko. So uh, my house uh, was next to his grandma's house. Mm -hmm. So he used to stay all the time, as he said earlier, with his uncle that is almost his age. And because his parents at that time were in Germany. So all the time he was uh, hanging around with his uncle in next to to my building like my house so that's where i met him and then we talked and yeah we were friends for a long time all high school and then uh, when i was in um, college first year we got engaged and when I graduated, we got married, <laughs> that's it. So we took it step by step. You took it step by step? Dad, I, I heard you were like a bad boy, you know? I mean... Or what... what you what, you, can what? Call, you <laughs> cannot consider a bad boy. Everything, I mean, you know, you do in your age, mostly of that, nobody liked it. <laughs> but you had you like had, a motorcycle, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I used to have a motorcycle when, you know, when nobody has a bicycle, I used to have a motorcycle. You know, so I used to, because my father, not from me. So, the, you know, I got more support from them. And, you know, of course, I don't know what she saw in me, but she liked me. <laughs> and uh, we took it, like I said, step by step. We finished everything, you know, the school and everything. And we got married. And after one year and a half, you came. <laughs> And uh, that I figured out that I, I, now I'm responsible for the family because it's not anymore joke. Like, you know, go with, play basketball, go with a motorcycle all day and everything, go to school when I was a teacher. But since we play professional basketball, we used to go only one day at school. So we have a class, then we go just one day and the, all the other days for six hours a day, six hours and a half. We used to practice, so I used to have very good life. But like I said, everything comes down, you know, in that country. And then I have to be responsible for my family. And then that's how I end up going to Italy. And everything started there and whatever I said to you before, that's what was. Now, in basketball, Dad, how many years? You played for the national team of Albania, right? Yes. We play, you know, I play for the national team. Of course, you know, they are since it was closed for 45 years, all the talent people, they used to be in one place. So it was very hard to be the best of the best, you know, because everybody, it's not like right now, then everybody, he can go another country, he can play, if it's really good, he can play, you know. So he would leave you space to play more. But I was, you know, one of the six teams that are in the Serie A. So I used to, you know, I used to play. I was in the 10 people then playing on that team, so. So who was your biggest teammate? Because Eddie, he's the prime minister of Albania now, right? Eddie was playing with other team because there used to be four teams in the ah, capital. Okay. So one was Tirana, which was the team of the regular people. Mm. 
One was the police team, which is Eddie used to play. And one was military team. Then there was another one. And one was student. All student university, they playing in one team. So four of those teams, they are in the capital and they are very, you know, they are good, very, very competitive. That was good. I was playing with Eddie, with the prime minister of Albania now. What do you remember from Eddie? From Eddie? I mean, I will tell you, everybody plays sport. He's not going to play sport if it's not crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you can't be like, a, you know. But Eddie was a good player, and, but it was, he was a very individual person. And uh, he was very dedicated, you know, in his things. And that's why he became the prime minister of Albania, because he was saying something, I'm going to do one, two, three, four. And that's what he used to do. So even now, he took the country from the, uh, everything was bad, doesn't go right. And he, he's working very hard to bring it on the system. And I think he did it. Mm -hmm. Of course, with uh, all the help of the world, you know, then they like it, Albanian to be different, to be the country that everybody can work there, they can live there, and has to go around the world. And it's going well, I guess. Yeah. Now, another question for you. So you grew up in the communist times. Yeah. What was that like in Albania? Because I think you guys were, it was Hoja and Verhoja, yeah. and, Ver and then was it was Sali Verisha after that. Yeah. She can say, talk first. What experience was from you? I mean, for me, it wasn't just the only thing that I remember was uh, when we uh, came from Italy and to get the visa. Uh, to to Tirana, Albanian uh, American embassy, and that time was a war because it was just changing. Uh, it was like very what, what, difficult what time. What year was that? Nin uh, Nineteen so before we came here. Ninety-six. Oh, because that's when everything was changing yeah. from communism no, to democracy. Changed at ninety, oh. but since the communists, they are. Still behind. For 50 years, holding the country, they're still strong. They don't have no more power on the government, but they used to be very strong on the other system. So basically, they split those people. They used to be communists, and all of a sudden, just to do career, they go on the other side, they become Democrats. Change their name. They change, not change the name, but oh, I was young, I didn't know too many things, so I, basically they changed them too. Yeah. And that was fighting very bad at that time, and uh, that's why the embassy was closed, but it opened like, probably, I don't want to lie, but like three, four days before my time was to go and take the visa. And you and mom, and Anea, you've been in Albanian, and when those people fighting, you've been there. Yeah. And uh, I was in Italy still working because I wanted to make as much money so I can pay for the ticket, uh, you know, for everything. Then we're going to go to one country, then we don't have no, no support. We don't know what's going to be there. So, but it opened. We got lucky, and it opened. So that's why we went, we take a visa, and uh, as soon as, you know, we get ready, like, you know, like, there were like probably two weeks, three weeks, we just fly to America. And when I came here, I said, now I'm safe and I'm going to start my life. 
But living in communism, I told you, my father used to be in a very good position, so I never had problem. Yeah. But wasn't that the system they can follow all the generation or all the people? That wasn't good for everyone. Like it's here in America, you got opportunity, but you got it. Everybody can do it. Over there, you had to be to one side of the party, whatever they call that time. I mean, you know, so you can do good. The other side of the dictator used to punish them, bring them to jails or whatever. For them, it was hard. For me, it was never hard. But I realized when my time was, when till I had my father, I used to do very good life. Now, what I'm going to do for myself to make better life for my family. And so I decided to leave the country, to don't deal with those things that happen over there, just for the family. Family was my goal and still are and still going to be till I'm going to go away from this world. Yeah, oh, definitely. But like in the communist communism environment, they like you couldn't go to church, right? You couldn't do. No, that, that uh, was it? that was the worst thing that they did to people. I mean, I would say there was the worst thing, and I would say there was twenty five percent was good, because people learn how to live with each other, and no fighting for religion like they find in half of the world. You know, we don't. They they don't make you so. Religion is good, but not till you're going to be go after that without looking left and right, you know. So that was, then everybody was the same. Everybody living together. They had no problem. They have no fighting. And even now in Albanian, they don't fight it for religions. Yeah. At all. So that's its only good thing that was about that. But they destroy a lot of people you know, a lot of people, then they want to go to church, they want to, and still some people, they hold it. Yeah. Even there was that system, but they hold everything, so. Now, how did you make the decision to just come to the United States? Because I remember I was five, and now I was like you are, six months old, right? Yeah, you, yeah. Are, you are five, but I will tell you, you didn't say I want to go to America, but you need space. Mm-hmm. I would say that. And I remember they came... Two of my friends, they came to visit because for Enea and to see you. So we used to have our house, you know, like a building. So there was clothes. And those guys, they, they brought you umbrella. How do they call it? Umbrella for the umbrella. rain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for the rain. And in Albanian, I don't know for what the reason, you cannot open inside the house. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's something it's, bad, bad thing, you know. It, it, Old wives' tales. So you wanted to open, and we say no. And then you find the way. Said, maybe it's raining outside, so I want to check, take the umbrella. And my friend told me, if she's gonna go outside, which it was closed, wasn't you know how the rain is gonna come in. He says to me, if she's gonna say, oh my God, it's raining too much, she's gonna be smart. And then as soon as you go out, you say, oh my God, it's so rainy. And this and that, then you open the umbrella. My friend says, Sokol, you can have problem with this girl. <laughs> oh, man. And then, like, too, because in, in Italy, we were with um, Tetaeti and yeah. Diabene, yeah. so we were in Rome. Rome, yes. We've been in Rome. and For five years, right? Almost five years? Almost five, 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 five years. Five years, yeah. So I was, like, there back and forth, and then I permanently moved there when I was, like, 
yeah. a year and a half old, right? Yeah. And then, but like, how did you make the decision to just go? Dad, did you just say, we're going? Because it sounded like mom didn't want to go. No, <laughs> no. I, I was used we to We never Italy. talk about that. We never talk, but I see people then paying $20,000, $30,000 to come to America. And they used to go through... Canada? I don't know, but to bet, you know, to use every way to come here. And they come here and they had no paper. They had nothing. Right. And so why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. I mean, but some people that, oh, I have to go to America, I have to go to America. I never talk about that. But when I see the opportunity to go, I said, I, like I said before, it's, we, go, uh, we go over there legal and we're going to be like everybody else. Only thing you had to do, you have to go over there. So I come here, of course, you know, I don't come to Hollywood, you know, so I would see what I see in TV. I come to, to the real life, but I never blame America why I, I am in this position. I blame myself because I don't speak English, so I had to learn English. I mean, and then that's how it starts. I never say, oh, I was happy in Italy, I got a job, and why now here? Oh, I used to be a basketball player, now I have to work construction. I never put my head back. And from that time, Eva can say that all the time I say, America is the best. Problem is the people have to find themselves what they're gonna do. And whatever we did together, it's very, very good what we did. We work, we got your kids at school and everything. We got business. Of course, they took more than most of our time to do that. And we really did it very hard. I tell you, Eva, it's, I, I can say with, you know, then she's 80% of the store than we do in there. She's in charge for everything. And uh, I do my part, but without Eva, I cannot go. And we still have to do more till you guys gonna do better. And I, I don't want you then all our job to go for nothing because then, you know, we don't do anything. If you don't gonna do the next step for your family and your kids, you're gonna have tomorrow and everything. Mm-hmm. Now, what did, what did it feel that, like, when you first came here, because you pretty much took everything that you knew in Europe yes. and just, like, completely started fresh. Yeah, you know, I have to look back. Yeah, no, I know, but, like, what, what was it, what was the struggle like? At that time, like, were you scared? Like, were you, like, how? Scared? I was never scared. Mm-hmm. That for sure. And no, I don't say that because I'm a man and I cannot say, oh, I was scared. Only thing, you be, you be not scared, but you worry about is your family. Because we came here with some money, but uh, the money we spent for furnitures, we spent for this, 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 and, uh, you know. You, you gotta pay rent, you gotta pay for food, you gotta pay for this. Oh, yeah, one second. I just remember that time that uh, we, we lived in building, right? So we had to pay rent and the due date was Friday. But dad at this time was uh, working some construction job and then uh, the check would arrive like Friday. So we didn't have enough money to pay the rent 
the due date. So we were so worried and uh, we asked my cousin, can we just borrow $300 from you for uh, to, to pay rent and then Friday we can give it to you back? And he was, oh, of course, sure. And then I remember that day, every second here, like, oh my God. So we start from minus and we tried hard to have a better life for you. And then since uh, Sokol was uh, raised without his parents most of the time because they lived in Germany and they lived uh, four of them in Albania. And that's why I'm always trying to keep you guys, you and Enea, close mm. to us. So, mm, because dad was, has this thing that he didn't stay, spend so much time with his parents. Mm -hmm. At least you can mm -hmm. spend a lot of time with us. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. no, definitely. I just like, more than anything, I admire how you guys like just sacrificed everything you put everything on the line and I'm like that would scare me you know to just say you left everything you know to come here and just you, you have to yeah, do what, it. yeah what you're if gonna you, do you, sometimes you you're uh, like it's been days that I've been very very tired and I just wanted to cry because as I like I was so like full stress and everything tired but then when I was thinking at you guys, like, okay, I'll do this because uh, this is all for my kids, or just everything, like. You both built something beautiful. So, in, in, when did we buy the business? It was 2000, right? 2000, 1999, yes. I think you were working yeah, there, yeah. Doug. So you were here not even three years. Yes. And you guys bought the business in West Oxford. Yeah. How did you go from not speaking English to getting to that point. You gotta go, Pam, you gotta do that, you know. It's it's like, when I learn English, that, I mean, if you, you know, I, I know basic English, you know, things, then I'm not gonna stay in the middle of the road if, to ask for one road or to ask for my things or just to speak normal. And uh, you gotta do it. And when you take the store, it's more responsibility because that, that's your life. Before you take the store, basically when you buy the store, you buy the problems of somebody else. So you have to deal with it. It's complete new. So you gotta make it to work for you. So you're gonna find the strategy how to make it, how it works, and... Uh, it, but to never... better. Make it better to make it better and to so you know to, to stay in business. To stay in business is not easy, it's hard. But for example, when I went to that store, I see people they give me ideas oh, do this, do that, do this. And uh, what I did, I said, I'm never gonna advertise. And they said to me, How are you gonna bring your business up? I said, Instead, I spend money for the papers. And everybody just take a look at like this and put in the garbage, my money. I'm going to give more food to people. So I, I make my sizes of sandwich a little bigger. I buy all the time quality food. I still do now. And everything, so the people, there was word of mouth. And slowly, everything started coming. Mm -hmm. And since I, 
when I told you that Eva, it's 80% of the store, I don't say that as a compliment mm. to her. I say that she really is. Because I spend time, go out the store when I deliver, and I'm not there. It's all on her. But this way I meet people, I see people, and uh, my philosophy on the business was this. Don't put the dollar in the front of people. Put it on the back. So you see more how to make people happy and to, to work with them and to make it, you know. Yeah, the relationship. A relationship. Then you see the money. Because if you're going to see only the money, you're not going to do it for yourself just to take care of people. You don't know what they need, people. You don't know what you're doing, you know. So that was, like, I keep it that way, and so far, you know, everything went fine. Yeah, I remember that's what you taught me in business. Do you remember when I called you guys after um, my junior year in college, and I told you I was going to open a business, and I didn't know what it was yet? I mean, And mommy freaked out. <laughs> and then the first thing you told me, Daddy, you were like, Pam, you got to understand if you're going to own a business, you have to have a big heart. Of that course. was like the number one thing that I kept. And like I always focused on the relationships and everything since I heard that. You have to have a big heart because not everything, I mean, money is there, but not all the money are for you. you you sharing and you're working and you're doing everything with people. People are more important than money. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, summertime, uh, the door of pizza place is always, most of the time open. So you see dead going outside with bottles of water. People, they walk around, oh, take a no, water. But they, the, you know, happen for us to be the YMCA in the back. So they are old people, then they going over there, but they coming out and they, uh, exercising over there, and you see them all red in the face, and I say, you know, take a water, you know, <laughs> and they tell, I, I said, I said, water should be free, I said, shame on them, then they put it in the bottle, and they start laughing, you know, it's just like, oh, you see construction, when you drive, I drive to bring food to them, and I see them working in the middle, of a 90 degree, they go in and working inside, you know, the road, and doing things, and I see how many people are, and all the time I bring them water or Pepsi or whatever. And they say, well, where is this from? I said, it's no problem, you can drink it. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's everything you got to share with people. And you're going to have better business and better life, I guess. I know. I remember I was like 10 years old when I was at the pizza place, and I would watch you like chase people down the street to take a water. <laughs> No, because some people they think some people they think what this guy needs. But then uh, I see on the bus stop, I see old person waiting for the bus and staying there and sweating and doing everything. So it doesn't cost me anything to cross the street and give one water to them. And I all the time I tell you, I said those people, they work and they pay taxes. So we come from other country and we have everything built. We know what it means to don't pay tax, but you have nothing. And some people, they tell me, oh, you almost, you are happy you're paying taxes. I said, I come from one place that they're not paying taxes, but they got nothing. <laughs> right. And you complain about paying taxes, and you think you love your nephews and your grandkids. You don't, because how those are gonna live after mm. if you stop paying? 
or they don't have anything. And they say, yeah, you're right, makes sense. I said, makes sense, but we all have to contribute and make it this kind of the way it is. That's why it is like that, because. What's been like the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? From? Anyone. See, you know, that's, I came from a different world, so nobody can give me advice here for that world than I came from. And here I try to do everything to work for this world here. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't advice, there was just into it, you know, like I, I, I work with my friend, how to make it, everything around me to work for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, to work in a relationship and everything, not just to work, making money and, but just to do, be a normal person. And then you're gonna do everything, you know, do everything right. Try to do not, you know, because you do bad things or everything comes back to you. Mm. You know, you do good things, comes back to you. So do, treat somebody else the way you want to be treated. This is the best advice that I hear in America. How you want to be treated, that you treat somebody else and then everything would be fine. And for you, Mama, what's the best piece of advice you've ever given? Or advice you would give to? Oh, like, if you work hard, then you have uh, something in your mind. You have to be yeah, focused. Yeah, and then everything can be possible if you work hard. Yeah. Nothing in America is impossible. But you, you don't have to jump from one place to place. Everything has to have a nice foundation, what you do. And then, you know you can go forward for everything, you know, because don't forget that we do something our way, maybe it's all timing, you know, not what we're doing, but you all the time, you're gonna take that experience and put it in your life and your kids tomorrow. So you're gonna watch what kind of experience you give to your kids by doing things. So I think family is the best thing you can do all those things to go through. Other than that, you know, I don't think anything work. It has to be family, consistent, listen to everybody's opinion, see what they want to do, give your advice, and Support wait what's going to happen. Wait what's going to happen, because you are 30 years younger than me. Of course you are a way updated from me. But the basic things are the basic things family, honesty, and work for everything you have or you wanted to have. Mm -hmm. Now, up until date, you've made all these sacrifices. You bought the business and you bought the building, and now everything is expanding in my world of the real estate development and the construction yeah, stuff. But you, yeah. Now, you, what is next for you? It's not, for the parents, it's not next. The parents is just all the time falling. So you're doing good, what you're doing in a real estate. And I told you, it's not the money you have to see. You have to see people, what you're dealing with. You know, it's, you do just the right thing for people and everything, and you're gonna get better. And this is the way you can go more around to your family tomorrow. Because if you're gonna be like us, spending all day in a business, you're not gonna have time for your kids. And 
God bless you, you've been two good kids, so we never had problem. But some families then seeing only the work and they don't see in the kids. The kids go in a different way. So even this one is to support you and Anea to do better life, to add more time to stay with each other, help each other. And, uh, you know, and we are a bigger family than that. You know, we, we, we are just four of us. But we got uh, Eva's sister, we got her niece and her husband. So we are seven people working together. And I wanted to mention that Monica was very great help for Eva too, to, to do that business. And we are a family with seven people. And we got now, because both uh, are old men, they passed away, her father and my father. So we got two more, it is my mother and my mother-in-law, then we have to take care. Mm -hmm. And we staying all together and doing the right thing. And uh, hopefully it's gonna be like this all the time. And don't forget our niece, Kayla. <laughs> she's watching all the time what we're doing. And she's gonna be one day like you. Yeah, I hope that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, so you're gonna be both doing, you know, and we're gonna be just happy seeing how you're doing great. And next step is to support you with everything and anything. And we have more time to help you. So that means you're gonna be getting out of the restaurant business? We're just gonna sell the business, but mm -hmm. we got the building. Mm -hmm. Then they are, you know, so of course, you know, we want that what we start, somebody follow that. And uh, he can do, you know, he got more energy, he got more things to do that one. And uh, everything else, everything else is going to work for you guys. Now that you're kind of like going to be semi-retired, what are like, what's something that you want to do that you're passionate about? I know that you have the birds, so. Uh, yeah, that is not understandable <laughs> for everyone. Because when you say, I want to deal with my pigeons, everybody, <laughs> first thing coming that mind, it's pigeon from the street. Oh, and say, what do you want us to do? <laughs> but I, I am in the clubs then from California, you know, I, you know, then I got all my friends, all those clubs are more bigger, so they are fancy birds, and it's in a different, some people probably never hear of it, but in 300, some million, they are in America people, we are probably 500 people dealing with that, so, and but you know I travel. When I say my passion is this, I, I want to travel because the clubs, are, I mean the shows, they are all around America. But sometimes they are in Texas, sometimes they are in California, sometimes they are they gonna be in Louisville, Kentucky this year, which I can be driving there, not to fly till California. So it's this is you know I need more time for that hobby than I have. And that's what, you know, I'm spending time with my lovely wife. <laughs> because people ask and says, how come you work together and you have no problem? I say, who said we have no problem? <laughs> they say, no, pro real problem, you know, like, because I said, no, we, we uh, basically, I, she does her job and I do my job. Because when you say you own the store, it's a lie. Store owns you because he needs you there every day. But we work family, so we have trust 
inside, so everything goes smooth. But it's not like this for everybody, so. But time is the time to go for another step, and we're gonna do that. And uh, let's see how it's gonna work. I mean, uh, I just want at least uh practice my what I finish for finance so I can help you with uh, some stuff still at the house yeah. <laughs> so and that's it to have your dad and mom bosses you've been learned now I'm gonna see how I'm gonna be when I have my daughter boss she's gonna treat me same thing so that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna it's be interesting to see it very interesting <laughs> yeah now, 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 Dad and Mom, I, you both are on Facebook because you got to tell everyone how they can reach you because you're famous now. Now that you're on the show, you know. <laughs> My Facebook, I just got the Facebook pages. Uh, Eva Shukla with my maiden name. Maiden name, yeah. And Sokol has the same. Sokol. Yeah, word. for me, you come to this country, you got to work. I'm excited but, for your next chapter, though. Like, you guys have worked so hard. I told so you, I'm going to see what kind of boss you're going to be. I'm not going to be that bad, Dad. I promise. I don't know. I'm going to take it easy on I you. I don't know. You weren't easy on me, either. I wanted to go to middle school dances, Dad, and I had to work. You said, no, it's Friday. You can go after 8. <laughs> after you work. And I would go there, and I would smell like french fries. If you're going to be from this place, then we take doing that interview to you. <laughs> First person that was there wasn't that, that good boss and tell me, Shh. <laughs> So probably you're going to do that too. I'm joking. He's the nicest guy. He's going to remember that now and he's going to say, what did I do? I tried to do my job like you keep talking here. That in my job, everybody has to do his job. So that's what I did. But, you know. As soon as I, you know, as much time I'm going to be at that store, you are a free guy for life. So did I pay you back for this? What I saying about you? <laughs> Other guy too, so. So I thank you both so much for coming today. As you know, you're my number one inspiration and motivation. You know, when everybody asks me, Pam, why do you work as hard as you do? I always say, well, it's for my parents and my family and, you know, so everything Everything you've sacrificed and everything you've done is more than appreciated. And I thank you both so much. And the next chapter is going to be exciting. I promise I'm not going to be too hard on you, Dad. <laughs> Bam. It all depends from you. I understand my, my position, so I'm going to do the best. <laughs> thank so. you. Thank you both so much for coming. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to underdog um next episodes will be out soon special shout out to our sponsors vip salote and the moshe group thank you so much and until next time the only dream that i've been chasing is my own so that's it for today's episode of underdog head on over to itunes and subscribe to the show one lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day with Pamela herself in Boston, Massachusetts. Be sure to go to theunderdogshow.com and pick up a copy of Pamela's free gift and join us on the next episode. <laughs>